Hello. So I wanted to talk properly about Gran Turismo. This movie was just an awesome movie. I've seen it three times through the uh, previews, the uh, the special preview screening that they have. It's called a sneak preview. And, you know, it was originally scheduled to be released on August 11th, just last Friday. And uh, that didn't happen due to some... Uh, a, some uh, political thing or whatever with the uh, WGA dash SAG um, uh, thing they got going on is it's it's, it's a protest yeah the protest the uh, WGA slash SAG protest and almost forgot what that was called and you know basically the writers are uh, you know the they're fighting against the use of AI and writing movie scripts with it, um, putting writers out of business, putting screenwriters out of business, and uh, and nobody really likes it, at least not, you know, any of the old school people, they don't like the idea of being replaced with AI, artificial intelligence, you know, it engages in like machine learning and deep learning, and and I remember learning about that, and uh, my IT courses, when I was taking them at the University of Phoenix, you know, it's pretty, it's a pretty, uh, thought-provoking and deep stuff but what I wanted to really talk about was Gran Turismo now I remember playing this game when I was a kid right my brother had it uh, it was one of our uh, early games uh, my brother would play it right before we even knew what a memory card was and if you don't know what a memory card is that's just like little uh, excluded and I say excluded <coughs> because a game cost uh, in the PlayStation used to not come with memory cards you used to just have the system that, and, and the wire controller. You'd have to have your own TV set, of course, and then you'd have to have your own. You'd have to buy your memory card at like thirty dollars. It's like it was like eight megabytes. So, and, and, but the way the game with Gran Turismo was basically, you didn't have to have save data. You didn't have to save your progress. Actually, you could literally start over and just play with a few hours and do that every day and still get good like you know your own memory your own brain memory you will remember how to do it and you can just start over fresh but you know of course when games came out like Final Fantasy especially Final Fantasy 7 Resident Evil were using a typewriter to save progress you know I, I just you didn't really need a memory card until you got those games rolling but Grand Turismo was a game that you didn't really need a memory card per se People would, uh, people could play it without it. And the thing about Gran Turismo for me is I never really got into it. I tried it a little bit. I could never finish the game. You know, I could never really race. I'm not really, I'm not a race car gamer. And I can't even play fighting games that well. I mean, it takes skill. But it's not just that. I really would suck at a controller. I guess I would do better at a steering wheel because they got these steering wheel controllers. They started using those back in 2007 or maybe even older than that. And they started really... Those were better, I guess. But the point I'm making is, is in this movie, they show just how a simulator, that is a GT Grand... Grand not Grand Auto, Grand Turismo simulator helped a young man become a race car driver. And he was always wanting to be a race car driver due to his father being a former one. His father used to be one. But I guess something happened and he, he realized how dangerous it was and he quit. And so he started, he got another career going. And, you know, 
he inspired his son in a way. His son wanted to do it, but he didn't want his son to do it because it was dangerous. And, and, and there's a moment in the movie that happens where it makes Jan, Jan Marksborough, that's his name, want to quit. But of course he's inspired by his mentor, uh, Jack Sauter, who is played by, uh, I don't want to brag about him, but I kind of want to call him this, uh, uh, the great David Harbour. And you may know this guy from Stranger Things. He was that sheriff dad. I never really saw the show Stranger Things. Honest. I, I will admit, I'm the fish out of water here. I've never seen Stranger Things. I may have seen this piece. I definitely hold some audio, but I have not seen one damn episode of that of that of that show at all. I know it was like five seasons, and I know I'm, I'm really I'm the odd one out here. I've never seen that show. Anyway, so he's known for that. He's also known for some other things, including Black Widow. He was that father of the Wed Guard, aka the Wed Guardian. He was in Hellboy, the 2019 remake with Milia Jovovich as the Blood Queen. He's a pretty funny guy. Uh, and his character, Jack Salto, he was he just had me laughing because he plays this guy who's like a mechanic, right? He's he's basically the one that's responsible for maintaining and fixing the cars whenever they get, you know, hit and wrecked. You know how a worst car is so dangerous, they're going so fast that the tires wear out, the winds wear out, they get hit and shit, and he has to fix that. So, but this guy's a former waster too, like, like Jan's dad. Uh, but the thing about him is, is he had a similar incident to Jan, and Jan could relate, and it had an involved incident of another person. He got another person killed. Um, but he just, he just lost the spirit to race, and, 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 but he still liked being in the environment, so he just, he just settled for being a mechanic as his career. And Jan, he, he almost loses the spirit. He loses the spirit for a minute. Like, he thinks about giving up, but whenever Jack tells him his story, he says, you could be, you could, don't make my mistake of quitting. Don't let this experience get to the point where you have that one thing, you know, you, you, that you don't want to give up. And, it, 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 you know, at this moment, like, Jack can see himself inside Jan. He's like, this kid reminds me of myself. That feeling I had when I was racing, when I felt like I couldn't make a mistake. I was going 120 miles per hour, however fast I can go. I don't know how fast these cars go, man. Not to be dangerous. But, uh, yeah, this, this movie was definitely inspiring in that. And I encourage anybody to go see this movie. I, I mean, it comes out on August the 25th. If you're interested, as always, if you're not sure about this movie or any other movie for that matter, just go, just wait until a Tuesday and see it on Discount Tuesdays because... You can't go wrong. Movies are like a third of the price. You don't spend $17.99 or $18. You spend $6.50. Simple as that. Uh, if you want to see it in IMAX on Tuesday, it's like 12 bucks. So, anyway. So, um, back to the movie. Eventually, you know, it, what I'm getting down is, is, is this, this kid, he learns how to become a waste car driver via a simulator. Right, which is like this thing that simulates the real thing of being a racer 
on the track. It simulates the feel of the, of the engine or the feel of the steering wheel or the pedals and all that. And even John is even able to tell when the brakes are glazed. And I'm quoting that because that's exactly what he said. Uh, uh, you know, earlier in the film, Jack had asked him, you know, about the brakes. He said, uh, he said, and he kept telling him, I braked, I braked, I braked. But the brakes wouldn't respond. It's like, the brakes wouldn't respond. They just didn't work, huh? And he's like, I, I feel like they were glazed. And he's like, what? I feel like the brakes were glazed. And, and originally, Jack doesn't believe him. He's like, you know what? You should just give up. Because if the brakes, brakes end up not working, you're going to be you're gonna be sent home anyway. Worst case scenario, the guy, the guy wins. Does it win? And he said, and, and, and anyway, um, another engineer, another mechanic, realized that Jan was right. The brakes were the brakes were. I keep saying brakes. The brakes were glazed. And then that kind of like, you know, it wakes Jack up like, huh, this kid actually knew something. And he's like, how did you know the brakes were glazed? And he said, I've been building these simulations for years. Like, you know, he's letting him know he can tell that the brakes are glazed because he's been working on stuff like that in the simulator. So the simulator doesn't just teach him how to race. It teaches them little mechanic issues like if the brakes are ever glazed, like what to look for, how to respond. I mean, I don't really know what glaze means, but it's kind of like being in a, uh, a flight simulator or when you're in space. You know, you learn certain things, how it's supposed to feel when you have all that pressure on you, and then you learn of certain issues and how to handle said issues, like the common errors you'd have and of course there's things in a car that you, you can't prepare for in a video game simulator such as the actual pull of the vehicle as it's going like I don't know 200 miles per hour but it gives them at least a stepping stone and it gave them more than a stepping stone but Jan has a determination that the other so-called competitive uh, gamers uh, don't don't we really have so continuing my review of Gran Turismo, the last part I was uh, pretty much walking and therefore it was hard to hear. Hopefully you can hear me better because I'm in a train station but the train has not arrived yet and it is uh, pretty much quiet. The train is scheduled to arrive in just like under 8 minutes so maybe I have some time to get like a quick review. In anyway, so Gran Turismo, they, in the movie they had used a simulator to to you know basically mimic the environment and effects of of being in a wheel race car to the point where it makes the players feel more immersed in the game and i looked up those simulators those simulators cost around between six and eight hundred dollars maybe up to a thousand dollars for me to play it i don't necessarily need the whole simulator unit i just need the steering wheel and pedal and you know, gear stick and whatever is enough for me to, to simulate and make it better where I can play the game because I can't play it with a standardized controller. Uh, but Jan and all the other characters had they were using the simulator, and uh, you know, in the beginning, there was this contest using the simulator or using a steering wheel in order to select the ones that are going to go to the GT Academy. And, you know, first, uh, Jan's dad, he doesn't want him doing it because he thinks it's dangerous and he thinks he's wasting his time. He thinks he's wasting his life um, trying to be a waster out there, some video game. But this is Jan's dream. And so as he's helping his dad on, on the railroad, helping him link up uh, train cars, uh, you know, he, he, he tells his son that this is where you end up when you don't have a plan. And... 
you know, Jan, he, he, he has a plan, but it's kind of improvised. It's like he heard from his friend about this contest into this academy, and it's his chance to race against real uh, racers and become a race, uh, you know, actual racer. So he does it, and then he skips out, he dips out on his dad at the well yard, goes to the contest, rides his bike. His friend, he's texting his friend, his friend's like, call you up, you know, he's like, well, can't you do anything to stop? He's like, it's, it's in real time. It's illegal, plus I can't stop it. It's about to start. And he's literally like a second away from being completely omitted, but he makes it just in time, like one second later. And he's like, he wins. And uh, he wins by using this, this sort of maneuver. He's like, there was this line in the game that the players follow. They follow this line. And uh, it's a line on the worst go track. And within the game, when they follow that line, Jan learns that, that that line is not really optimal. It's not up to scale, so to speak, meaning that it changes. So he could slightly go out of the line and maneuver just around the other cars. And, and, and sometimes he wins, he tells, he tells his dad. And you see this earlier in the movie. And so when he tells his dad that his dad is like amazed because you know his dad obviously sees just how much he's into it right so he's going around the line and he later uses this like two or three times throughout the movie and it's not like all the time so it's spaced out so that you can remember it but the first time he uses it is, is on this little entry to into the GT Academy it's like this little contest among the players to see who's selected and they and they do it regionally meaning that different aspects of the world, different countries, and Jan is the only one from uh, Great Britain or England to be selected. And there's other people like from United States, there's a girl from the United States that's selected, there's somebody from, I forgot other countries, but anyway, it says the title of the country they're from. So, he, he wins and he gets into the GT Academy uh, using his, uh, his new, new founder technique, and he's competing against other GT players, and you know, this whole idea of having a GT Academy, of having simulators or gamers wasting up against real race car drivers, it is actually like, it's not, um, it's not really, there's clearly people within the racing uh, uh, world, that do not racing community that don't like it. First of all, Jack Sawyer, played by David Harper, he doesn't like it originally, originally. you know, he, he's putting up this this uh, obnoxious, cocky, young waster named Nicholas, and Nicky, as he calls him, he tries to give him some advice earlier, but Nicholas doesn't want the advice, tell him he's cutting too short or something, and you know, this is Jack speaking from his experience, of course, um, like I said, he was a waster before he became an engineer or a mechanic for the vehicles. You know, he has enough and he decides, he decides that he's, you know, he's going to go, he's going to try it out. Because a man named, uh, his name is Manny, he's played by Orlando Bloom, Orlando Bloom, I'm sorry, Orlando Bloom from the Pops of the Caribbean and other movies. He, he's, he's recruited by a guy named Danny Moore. And Danny Moore, he's the whole, like, marketing part of it, you know, he, he wants, he wants to select Jack Salter because he hears that Jack Salter is... He has experience in this in this field as a racer and also as an engineer slash mechanic. So he selects Jack, and you know originally Jack doesn't want to do it, but Jack decides to do it after after he's tired of putting up with uh, people like uh, Nicholas Cape. Nicholas Cape played by Joshua Stradowski. Stradowski, yep. Uh, and and as he you know he decides to go forward with it, and uh, anyway, Jan is selected. 
you know, they, everybody meets everybody. Uh, first, first Jack, you know, he 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 he's telling everybody that he doesn't think they can do it. He thinks it's a bad idea, but he's there to test them anyway. He's there to show them that they can't do it. But of course, Jan later shows him later that he can. He's the only one that actually does. And, and Jack doesn't believe in Jan originally. And the thing about this story is, it's not like a quick warm up. It's Jack has to warm up to Jan, and, and and Jack doesn't really believe it. You have a character who's previously uh, non-believing in the whole thing, including Jan, and Jan actually impresses Jack to the point where he sees himself in Jan. He's like, this kid reminds me of myself, and he actually becomes his mentor, meaning that it proves that you could change some people's minds. Like he says, so people say you can't change people. Well, you can actually change people. You can inspire people. And, and Jan actually inspires Jack. Because Jack is like, obviously he did something a long time ago that broke his spirit and never raced again. And yet he sees this in Jan, and, and, and I will mention this later, Jan goes through this emotional thing where he's actually serious about giving up, throwing in the towel, and going home. But Jack says, you've come this far, you shouldn't go home. You know, you should just continue with and, uh, and anyway, I will mention that later. But, you know, Jack is giving everybody a hard time. It's actually funny. Those lines like, you threw up on my line, or somebody does something, they go off the track completely. He's like, Jesus Christ. And I just laugh at that point, just because it's expression alone. Like, you can watch that part of the trailer without hearing any audio. Just look at his face. He's like, funny. This <laughs> is so funny. You know, it's like, I can't believe these guys are so ridiculous. But Jack has got to understand, there's some point when he was younger that he made some mistakes too. I mean, you, you, this, you're inside a wheel vehicle. You don't know how it's going to steal and jump into the, uh, I don't know, off the track or something. You know, a simulator can only teach you so far and go so much. I mean, it teaches you so much and go so far. Anyway, uh, so Jan, and you know, he, he pretty much is the only one that wins. And but during this time, he's... The, none of the drivers, the racers, believe in them. The other, the other, the other gamers don't really. I mean, they they may believe in them, but they don't really. They're competing, so they're not really up any support them. I guess maybe they are. There's one particular one that's kind of somewhat against Jan, played by actor Dylan Burnett from the Never Have I Ever TV series. It's like three or four seasons of that. He's named. He plays a character named Maddie Davis. Anyway, I mentioned Maddie Davis, who is kind of this rival of Jan's. You know, Jan Martinborough, he has to have some type of rivals in the story, right? So, he's not really much of, like, a, a, a real serious baddie rival. Not as serious as the character uh, Nicholas. Nicholas is more of a, uh, I guess you would call an asshole, Nicholas Kappa, or Capo, whatever his name is. But both Nicholas and Maddie. They are his first rivals, uh, first Maddie, but, you know, Maddie actually warms up to him, and, like, Maddie's, like, the second best, he's white, like, up there with equal level with, uh, Jan, so Jan has to overcome that, uh, but Jan wins the race against Maddie, you know, and, um, and also there's this, there's this, you know, funny scene when Jan is listening to his music, he's listening to, uh, some selective music by... A, so, a certain uh, group, I forgot the name of it, uh, it's, it's, oh, Kenny G. He uses it to chill out. Uh, there's two notable songs that Jan, and Jan in real life, he actually does use this music to chill out right before every race. So every time he has a race, 
when he's going to waste against somebody professionally, he always chills out right before it. It just calms his nose. It allows him to unwind and relax because wasting is such a serious thing, you know, so dangerous and whatnot. But he chills out to uh, Maddie G and I forget the other one. I forget the other one. It's really uh, Maddie G. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Kenny G and um, a Walker Flow. Uh, um, a Wick Her Flow by Enya and Kenny G the uh, song that he was listening to was Songbold and that's just like a violin like song instrumental when he listens to that that song as he's listening to that song uh, you know is obviously the character his mentor he, he hears him listening to it and he's like you know why are you listening to that uses an mp3 player and you know jack salter doesn't know how to operate an mp3 player you know just like his dad doesn't know how to play you know playstation or whatever but anyway it's funny thing that i mentioned he's listening to the music right before he goes to sleep for his race big race and the other guys are like dude what is that and he's like it's kenny g sorry i'm just i'm just trying to chill out he's using chill out and he turns it down but they realize the music and they're like laughing at him but it's not meant to, like, pick on him so much. It is to, like, understand his character. And that's why I like this movie so much. Is like, it's actually got character development. And most stories that are built on some true story, they're built on true stories, you know. Stories that are built on true stories are, well, they're actually, uh, you know, actually good characterization there. And... Anyway, as, as the story unfolds, he wins the race against Maddie. Later on, Maddie and the rest of the competitors, the, the, the simulating competitors, uh, they, they pretty much join him in this big race that is in, uh, I believe it's a certain country in France, and I forget the name of it, but it's a notable country. It's a notable race. Later on, Jack tells him it's, 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 it's a whole other animal. It's, a, it's like nearly impossible to... It's very hard to compete in this race, and it's nearly impossible to win just because it's 24 hours, and they have to be racing for an entire day, 24 hours, and so they break it up in shifts. So obviously the team has got um, Jan and, and two other people in the, the, um, in the race, and that, that's when Maddie Davis comes back in, in along with another guy. Uh, the other guy uh, that helps him out is... Sorry, bear with me as I find the name. I didn't obviously did not prepare for this. So Pepe Barroso plays Antonio Cruz. That's he has a mustache in this one, so I guess it's just his uh, headshot. He doesn't have a mustache. But anyway, they help him out in this last race. But I'm actually going too far ahead. So as he as he wins this competition. Then he has to get his license. You know, he has to get his... It's a certain license that racers have to get in order to professionally compete. So, he has to get his... I believe this F something license. Uh, it's FIA license. FIA. Whatever that means. Anyway, he has to get that license in order to professionally compete. So, the second major race he actually goes to, he goes to, I believe, is Tokyo, Japan. 
um, yeah, he goes to Tokyo, Japan, and he is, you know, he, he wins, if he loses the first few races, but then he wins, like, I think, fourth place, fourth place allows him to get the license, he doesn't have to go in first place, it's just fourth that will allow him to get the license, and this, this license allows him to professionally compete in racing as a career, rather than just a video game. So as he wins this 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 next group of uh, races, he uh, you know sometime during this race he has a major accident, and this major accident it, it breaks his spirit, much like Jack Salter's spirit was broken by the accident he uh, inadvertently caused, and you know Jack relays his story later. He says that he lived, but the other guy didn't, and Jack just blamed himself from that day forward. And never raced again. And when he tells John that story, of course, uh, Danny Moore, he he knows his story, but he won't tell John. He says that's for Jack to talk, tell you. Let him know that it's, it's not his place to tell him. Jack should choose to tell him. And Jack does choose to tell John because he's trying to inspire John just like Jack, just like John inspired Jack. Jack actually is reminded of his... Holy glory days, holy glory days, as a racer, by Jan, you know, how young he is and how, you know, of course, Jan is a different generation, right, he's, he's the one that learned how to drive or race via a GT simulator, but Jack had to learn the hard way, and, you know, he didn't have a simulator, he just put him in the car behind the wheel, revving up the engine and racing and learning the experience like that. Of course, Jan, Jan would, would later learn that. You know, he has an helping hand having, having had used a GT simulator to get started. So anyway, uh, as Jack tells him the story, um, John, you know, he, he gets behind the wheel again. You know, and this is after, you know, some time of being in the hospital and going to get out. So John was struck by it. His father was struck by it. His mom was falling out crying. His father was kind of like got this... You know, I, I knew this would happen. Look on his face. He's like, because that's what he warned his son about. He said, racing is dangerous. It's not our world, son. And he knew from experience how racing, how dangerous racing was. And so he wanted his son to have an accident due to that. And that's why he told him to give it up. But of course, Jan originally didn't listen to anybody. So the thing about it is this, this Jan is so stubborn at the beginning. He boldly ignores everybody that tells him. That's like... You know, you could, it's just going to change and calling it fits and throwing the towel and doing the Worst case scenario, the other guy goes to You know, you're going to go home anyway if the work is not going to Because if he didn't go home, Jack is in a passenger seat. He's vehicle and not driving. So he realized that. And, uh, you know, he found out that he wanted to figure out that Jan wasn't going to give up. Leon pretty much proved everybody wants. His parents, Jack, uh, Danny didn't really have a disbelief, you know what I'm saying? He proved Maddie Davis wrong. He even proved uh, Nicholas wrong. Nicholas Copper. Nicholas was just out of the guy. He was someone who tried to ram his car into his car and, and drove so fast that he could have both of them. He, he drove his car and flipped his car and it uh, blew up, but he didn't die. He got out and, you know, he was, uh, uh, 
Um, he could have actually killed Jan, killed himself and Jan, and Jan let him know that. Like, you know, you could have killed both of us. And I'm serious. You know, he's just anyway. Um, so Matty is. I'm sorry. Uh, Jan is. Uh, he's willing to go forward again. You know, as Jack inspires him and, and lifts him up and uh, tells him, you know, it's okay. You know, we can have a little fun with this, and you know, you're gonna get this. You're gonna, you're gonna get back in it. And so he does get back in it, and then there's some terrible news. They think about pulling his license after he just got him. Like he literally just received his license, and pulling his license, revoking his license, and um, there's this major race and proved him wrong. Once again, people still think that this whole GT Academy is based on people who use simulators to play the game. They think they're just gamers, they're not serious racers. So they think it's stupid and they want to um, shut the program down. So Danny Moore is serious about proving how serious they are. So he puts, he signs them up to compete in a, a major a major competition in uh, France, I believe the location is, and uh, it's called Le Mans, France, and Le Mans, France is like, it's it's a whole nother animal, like you said, that's what Mr. Jack says, it's just, it's 24 hours of racing. They're racing in the rain. It doesn't matter, rain or shine, whatever the weather is. Even if it's snowing, they're racing. Probably if it was snowing, there would be some more restrictions because, you know, you can't... It's hard enough to drive in the rain, but to drive at those speeds in the snow, I doubt it. I doubt they would have... I doubt any race car, any race track would be open at that point. But they go to Le Mans, and it's 24 hours, so they have to break it up in teams, so... You know, um, uh, uh, Danny, he invites the other two competitors. Um, he, he invites the other two from the beginning. And, you know, he invites Antonio Cruz and Maddie Davis. And, and as well as the other ones, um, the other ones that played in, that, that were in it, you know, uh, I, I could always look at the names on IMDb. But I'm going to go ahead and add this quick note that his, his best friend that originally got him into the whole competition. Uh, his name was Purcell. Purcell. He he ends up going to it too. He goes to Lamas. So pretty much everybody that was ever in the movie ends up at Lamas, along with you know Jan. And it's like I don't know if that happened in reality, but that's how they make it. In, you know, in terms of a movie, even Audrey, his girlfriend, uh, played by Mave Cordiel Lily. Can't really pronounce her name right, but anyway, Porcel was played by Mikhail Pomar. Uh, like I said, you can look these up on IMDb. That's literally what I'm looking at right now. Anyway, uh, yeah. So they go to Lamas. You will see them uh, going in the lane. Jan has his very first race. He sees how serious it is. Um, he kind of starts to freak out because he remembers what happened. Do it with the wreck, and this is after Jack inspired him by telling him the story. But then Jack sees how he's like losing his nerve. It's kind of like that moment, zone out, you know, to help him refocus because he asks him to do something. And Jack gets this MP3 player that Jan bought him. Jan was even a big ass chick, so he decides he can play with it. Jack, like, starts to play uh, 
the song by, I believe it's, yeah, he plays Kenny G, Songbird. And he's playing it over the loudspeaker so everybody can hear it so through his radio, through his radio. He's just, he's embarrassed, he's angry, and Jack's like, are you, are you angry? And he's like, yes, good, because that's how I feel. Now you look up his name, and he's like giving this big inspiration speech, and the next thing you know, Yon's uh, back in the race. And I think he moved fourth place, and he got to the first lap, and then that's when you see everybody else. See, and I'm definitely gonna see this movie again. And then it's all downhill. It's all, it's all, it's not downhill, but you know, up to the nail. Obviously, he nearly beats Nicholas's vehicle. Nearly beats him. Because, like I said, John has a certain technique where he doesn't follow the, the, the typical line in the, in, in the video game. You know, he makes his own lines, so to speak, and that actually helps him out. And I thought about doing that if I ever play a GT game or any racing game to, to, to create my own line. Uh, and do it like he did. But uh, I'd probably need like a steering wheel like they had in the simulators. But um, anyway, um, as they, you know, as they race, they eventually wins. It's, it's all happy. And there's some notable music in that soundtrack. I was using Spotify to wrap this movie. I'm not Spotify, but Shazam. I had my phone using Shazam, Auto Shazam. I did before the movie. Auto Shazam allows it to detect whatever music is playing, whatever phone, whatever music the phone hears. It will find it and search for it. You should try that out. Shazam. Spelled just like Shazam, the uh, superhero, actually. Played by Zachary Levi. That's S-H-A-Z-A-M. Without the exclamation mark, of course. I feel like I have to spell it out for those who probably can't hear my voice. But, uh, yep. So you can download Shazam on iPhone and Android. And that'll help you if, you wanna, if you're interested in uh, looking for music. Especially if like in the grocery store and you hear that one song you like but you don't know the song. Or if you're ever listening to, like... Bad Bunny's music, and you know, he sings in Spanish, so you people don't, if you don't understand Spanish, but you like his music, and you want to find the song, use Shazam. Yep. By the way, it's not sponsoring my video, but, you know. Uh, anyway, uh, so, I want to note, I'm going to note some other things, I will include that in another part, um, that I want to separate that, because it's quite some, it's some quite things to look out for visually. Who doesn't like to talk? Why not get paid for it? Podcasts for Spotify.